Who's here? Look who showed up. Who? I know. Look thanks. who finally showed up. It's, it's about time. It is about time, John. People, like, you know. <laughs> waiting, this. waiting and waiting. It's Mike and John got it going on. We are coming to you from the Remax Platinum Studios in Brighton, courtesy of our friend Jordan Genso. And of course, Susan is back here yeah. with Mike and John. And a lot to cover today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like he's not even here again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll cover the latest uh, in, in local news uh, for this past week. Also, uh, we'll get to our trivia answers. Rich Pearlberg checking in with the less you know. And what are we talking about today? We don't even know. I sent you the information, but I would have had to have read I'm that. I'm sure John, you would have no. had to have read what I, I sent you. I so. know what we're doing. You're prepared as I know, always. I know it is. I, I know it is. Do tell. Okay, I look do. At that. Right. Showing off. Mike Rogers. Mike Rogers. Mr. Rogers, we like to call him. Talking about Mr. Rogers. He used to be in the neighborhood. He wants to have a new neighborhood. <laughs> you know, he should yeah. wear a sweater. That might help. All right, we'll get to that in just a little while. Uh, also, uh, the latest local news brought to you by our friends. It's Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. If uh, you are looking for custom-designed jewelry, like to get your jewelry appraised, they'll do that too. They'll clean your jewelry. Stop and see our friends at Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. The latest designs from Simon G. and Zagani, and of course, custom-designed jewelry. If you're thinking of popping that question, they're the ones to see. See Barbin. Uh, Barb and Mark at Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Let's take a look at what's making headlines this week here in Livingston County. All right, some uh, pretty big stories. Actually, uh, one that is new uh, this morning at MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. Federal education officials say they're investigating a pair of complaints filed by the mother of two students in the Heartland Consolidated Schools District. The first complaint alleges that her son was discriminated against based on his disability, accusing school board members of creating a hostile environment by their public comments. The second complaint alleges her daughter was sexually harassed and also discriminated against because she has a disability as well. Now, those uh, derogatory comments referred to uh, likely uh, relate to a podcast uh, that uh, two of the school board members appeared on back in February, and uh, it that uh, they uh, were talking about issues involving special education students in the Heartland District, and they made some uh, very derogatory comments uh, in general, but uh, pertaining to the situation in Involving this woman's son. Uh, as for her daughter, she said that uh, uh, schoolmates learned uh, that she has two moms. Uh, the mother is in a same-sex marriage, and so that then became a focus of harassment and teasing. And said the district uh, really did not do much uh, to alleviate that. Uh, she said her daughter eventually ended up having to eat uh, her lunch alone in a special education classroom because she just did not want to deal with the harassment. Um, and then also eventually uh, missed out 
out on things like uh, the spring lock-in, the end of your field trip, and the last day of school. So uh, the complaint has been turned over to the Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights. They responded uh, in the last week and said that they are going to investigate both of those complaints. Uh, we did uh, ask a comment from Heartland Superintendent Chuck Hughes, and he said it's still very early in the process, and so that was not something that uh, he was going to be willing to uh, comment on at this time. Uh, meanwhile, the mother uh, says that uh, due to the environment uh, in the Heartland Consolidated School District, uh, she and her family have decided to move out of Livingston County and out of the district specifically, but those complaints remain and they will be investigated. Meanwhile, police are investigating racist, homophobic, and transphobic messages that were spray painted in the parking lot of a local school. Livingston County Sheriff's Office said at about 7 a.m. Monday, deputies responded to the Flex Tech High School campus in Genoa Township for a destruction of property and arson complaint. Employees of the school reported to work about 4.15 that morning and located multiple instances of damage from spray paint on the parking lot and nearby structures included uh, was a spray-painted swastika. A statement from the school said security cameras showed two individuals arriving in the parking lot about 3.30 that morning and uh, said that they appeared to have burned a pride flag and then went about uh, with the graffiti. The Livingston County uh, Diversity Council has condemned uh, the actions of those who vandalized uh, with the hate speech in the parking lot at Flash Tech High School. Also, 7th District Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin saying this is not how students should be starting a new school year. Now, interestingly enough, the students themselves uh, responded uh, in a positive manner, and that's actually what we're going to be talking about uh, with our first guest coming up here in just a few minutes. And of course, news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Stop and see them today for the latest designs from Simon G, Zagani, and many others. Plus, they can custom design jewelry for you. If you have an older piece of jewelry, maybe uh, an antique that's been laying around, something you're not using or wearing, uh, they can redesign that and uh, custom design something especially for you. That's Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. And as John mentioned in uh, one of our lead stories here, the event at... Flex Tech High School starting off the school year in not such a great way and our guest joining us this morning uh, Keith Jones who is a Flex Tech High School social studies instructor and Katie Urban a uh, school social worker from Flex Tech. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, so, Keith, let's start with you. Uh, when this incident occurred on Monday morning, I mean, so students, as they arrived for, and that was the first day of classes, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah. So when they arrived, they saw this uh, very hateful graffiti in the parking lot. Yeah, it was uh, very obvious, although I was quite surprised that some students didn't see it as they walked in early in the morning because they were just focused on the front door and mm -hmm. not the actual the parking lot. Uh, but yeah, very hateful speech all around the parking lot. Um, yeah, terrible day to start the, now, terrible now to start the, the day. In, in the, uh, the initial reports, it was uh, teachers arriving very early, and, and some people were questioning that on social media about how early this supposedly, the, the instructors were walking in. And we're talking 4 a.m. between 4 and 5 a.m. That's our custodian. Okay. <laughs> that was well, he's got to get stuff yeah. ready, right? <laughs> ready there. Where, um, he must have just missed him. He said the flag was still burning when he got there. So right. He must have just missed him. I mean, there, and there's a lot of, uh, as social media and the internet will do, a lot of theories being uh, bandied about. Uh, and, and the police are investigating, and we'll see where that goes. What I think we wanted to focus on was uh, the response from students on this. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. Who wants to? Katie, you want to sort of hand yeah. yeah. I, um you know, sort of like Keith said, was shocked to show up to school on Monday and this is what's spray painted all over our parking lot. Um, and just was focused on like, 
what can we do to support our students? So we tried to make sure that we had someone at the door welcoming them as they walked in. Um, and as the day went on, I sort of got to thinking like, okay, this isn't gonna be taken care of today. We're not gonna remove this today. Um, though our school and our facilities manager worked really hard to get it set up so that it was taken care of um, quickly. Right, and this was all spray painted. And, right. and how did the students react? It was a it was a mix of responses. I think some of them didn't realize what had happened because, like Keith said, they were so focused on just getting, first day of school. Yeah, I think we like, can let all let me get into the building, <laughs> let me get going, and we it was. We had kids that were outraged, parents that were outraged, um, students that were deeply upset by it. And I think a lot of it is because as a school, we really focus on being our own community and right. being this welcoming and inclusive community. And so for kids to arrive in that hateful speech to be what they're greeted with really, I think. And I teach civics, so I kind of use that as an opportunity to, you know, what is hate speech? What is a hate crime? What does this mean in our class, First Amendment, things like that? And uh, so to pro provide them a space to talk about it, I was a little shocked because they were like, can we just move on, please? Like, these guys are stupid, hmm. you know? And right. It's, yeah, like, they were I was really surprised how resilient they were. Like, because uh, I've, been, I've been there for a long time, and there's been other instances before in the past where a, cl a cloud of gloom and doom is over the school all day or for a couple days because of one, an incident. And this, wasn't, this did not cause that. And I was kind of uh, quite... I don't know, a little bit surprised, but also like, oh man, something like this doesn't really phase them. I don't know what that says about them. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that, I, I guess that does bring up that question. Is it been, been because there's there's so much of this uh, hate speech, whether it's online, social media, or Snapchat, whatever it may be, or now in a parking lot, and or spray painted on walls and things of that nature, have they have we grown immune to it? Have we just decided, you know what, we're not going to give them the time of day? You know, that, that's kind of where I think we're at yeah I mean I I was kind of giggling on the inside because a lot of the students were focused on um, like the poor grammar of someone's <laughs> writing and yeah. you know that's impressive well like one of them said it said LGBTQ plus equals Nazis and they're like did they fail history class I mean that doesn't make any sense it's like they're all focused on like how it didn't make any sense and they sure. were just obviously not very smart people. <laughs> right. And, and like I said, I think, you know, the response, and, and, and that was specifically, and we've got some pictures up on the screen now, about how the students responded bringing out some chalk and saying, let's let's change the dynamic yeah. here. Talk about that. Um, so that was sort of my idea. It was like the one thing I thought we could do. We're a project-based learning school. It was like, we have access to sidewalk chalk. So I had pulled it out. And our art teacher, Mary Robinette, was like, I've got kids in my first hour who would be, like, happy to help you. Like, are you okay if I offer them the opportunity to come up and help you? It's like, sure. So I'm out there, and I said, you know, my plan is just to cover it. And they said, well, can we change it around? I said, you can do whatever you want. Like, I really want you to feel like you can sort of reclaim this, this space. And that's exactly what they did. Right. I mean, we talk about the poor grammar and, and, and some of the things that were said, uh, which, you know, uh, not great, not positive in a way. But you can't ignore a swastika. I mean, right. that is yeah, something yeah. that is just, it's so, it has such meaning and such, uh, you know, a hateful intent to it alone. It's not words. It's not anything you can interpret. So the fact that you guys went out and said, let's let's not and it's spray paint so you can't you know you have to wait till it's professionally removed but to just say we're going to get rid of this swastika we're going to change it to something else and what you, you turn it into like a flower right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. 
So, sort of the absolute antithesis of what a swastika is. Exactly. You know? yeah. Right. And how, um, how has uh, local uh, law enforcement um, reacted to this, to the reports? They were there right away. Um, when, once they were called, they were there. They investigated. I've, um, I know Congress, Congressman Slocken spoke to our principal and spoke about uh, federal authorities being involved So, um, because it does reach the level of hate crime. Um, right. So the FBI, I believe, is also uh, investigating. But that's, I really don't know the extent of it. I just, yeah. That's the, the least I heard. Or, right. Like I said, we'll, we'll see where the investigation takes things. And, and, and that's certainly something that, you know, we'll follow up on. But, uh, again, I think it's impressive that the, the students and, and you guys together uh, said, you know, how do we respond to this uh, in a way uh, that makes sense? Um, and so, you know, hats off to you guys for doing that. Yeah, um, I think that's amazing. Yeah, I that's, really do. I mean, it's sad that we've gotten to a point that we have to be like that and survival, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the tribalism of our society. Yeah, right now. yeah. Everything, everything seems right, to be put in right. categories and, it's, you know, awesome. Exactly. Um, and so in terms of the graffiti, is it still there? Yeah, it's yeah. gone this weekend, hopefully. That's the okay. one I've been told. All right, that's you'll have it like professionally removed. Mm-hmm. Great. Because I know you guys put this out, I think, on, uh, was it on Tuesday when you chalked it up and then it rained? It rained. That night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came so. the next morning, I was like, did it hit us again? Like, yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, uh, again, a, a great job. And and talk about FlexTech. It's a project based school, like you said. So, you know, uh, again, as educators, seeing this as an opportunity, you know, talk about project based learning, how that is different than, say, traditional K through 12? Uh, well, like, our students take all the state-mandated tests, SATs, MSTEP, things like that, but to pass my class, they don't take tests. They complete hands-on projects that require them to demonstrate mastery of the content through their project. So I've done, like, advertising campaigns where my students are creating advertisements for local businesses, and they get feedback, and then they work together uh, through that process. I've done film festivals in my media class. Um, you know, there's been, I'm just talking about my classes, but yeah. there's been like a... We have a culinary arts program. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really is focused on kids sort of using these real-world applications where it's not just, okay, let me memorize this material and then sort of spit it back to you on a test. It's let me get hands-on, get involved. We've had kids who have made like roller coasters uh, to demonstrate like physics competencies. Next semester, I'll have market day where kids get to start their own businesses. They get real seed money. They do a Shark Tank pitch. Depending on how well that pitch goes, they get real money. They get a couple weeks to, you know, supply themselves, get ready, and then we have a grand opening, and they have to try to make a profit and pay that money back. <laughs> well, very cool stuff. Um, yeah. And as Katie said, you know, not everybody learns the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and textbook isn't always the the best way for for certain individuals to learn stuff. More hands on. You know, if, if your kid grew up playing with Legos and building stuff <laughs> like that, this the, the you know, it's, chances are they're not they're not a book a bookworm. But uh, but then we should point out again, uh, like Keith said, uh, you, you still got to pass all the uh, oh, educational yeah, yeah. standards that the sure. state of Michigan provides. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. You know, yeah, the teachers. I yeah. mean, I would say flex tech teachers are uh you know they're one of a kind because they they kind of do two jobs in once where they're advisors because we all have advisory as well we have like it's i guess a homeroom but it's more than that where we're we i have kids from freshman year till senior year every year you know every day of the week uh where i help them get through high school so like we do a totally different job at flex tech i think than like what you would see in a traditional high school yeah yeah and Absolutely. They, they graduate with us with a high school diploma yeah right Absolutely. So, uh, again, uh, congratulations. They, I mean, congratulations is not a word, but I mean, really, hats off to you, uh, whatever the phrase you want to use, uh, about uh, 
taking this overtly negative thing and turning it into a learning uh, moment and uh, a positive. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thanks so, so much. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. All right. Absolutely. Uh, and again, uh, Keith Jones, Flex Tech High School Social Studies Instructor and Katie Urban, uh, School Social Worker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thank you very right. much. Have a great day. Last night in, uh, in our trivia question brought to you by Firehouse Doors, OG sponsors. We did have a prize uh, up for grabs, Firehouse Doors, of course, serving Livingston County for over 25 years with unparalleled service and products. According to a, a recent survey of women, Susan, were you in this survey? 25% <laughs> or one in four said they never go to the gym without this. We wanted to know what it is. And, uh, and, our, and our friends at uh, Firehouse Stores giving us a, a gift card from DQ, getting in that, uh, that blizzard before the blizzards hit us. <laughs> Shut oh, up. Gosh, right, don't we're going to have great weather this weekend, so it doesn't really matter. So yeah. some great guesses. Uh, Lisa said a, a small towel, bring your own little towel, wipe your own sweater, you know, put it on the bench or the seat that somebody used before you because you don't want their germs. Right, but the thing about that is that over a period of time, I mean, you are soaking up your and somebody else's sweat. Yeah, that smells really good at the, for the ride home. <laughs> nasty. I think a small towel for women is more just kind yeah. of blotting. Right. Or if you're a guy, yeah. you yeah. tuck it in your, your shorts like you're the starting quarterback. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> those are the gym bros. Okay, <laughs> okay, Bradshaw. <laughs> uh, Suzanne said a partner, a workout buddy. That's a, that's inspiration. Nancy said tennis shoes. Might want to have the right footwear. Well, I have seen people with like flip flops or slides yeah, on. And you're like, yeah, right. not really. Platform shoes, ready to yeah, disco. There you go. <laughs> uh, Linda said deodorant. We thank those people. We hope it's more than twenty five percent that yeah. that bring deodorant. Um, Did John. they use the deodorant? <laughs> is the question. <laughs> no, I well, I've got it. it. Yeah. Uh, Terry said Gatorade. Somebody else saying water bottle or water lip balm. Yeah, gotta, that's important. Lips looking good while you're working. My out. first <laughs> instinct was to say like earbuds for music <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that, that or, or that's, listen to podcasts. Yes, listen to the podcast sure. while you're working out. Right. We yes. pump you up. <laughs> Nancy said lotion. Well, you don't want dry skin. <laughs> well, no, out. of course not. Why? Um, what were you thinking? <laughs> If you Dude, asked me that no. question, you probably oh. were thinking the same thing. Or are you thinking of Silence oh. of the Lambs, where he's lowering no. the lotion down into the water? Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't go there, but you did. It uses the moisturizer on its skin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get to the right answer and congratulate Val Baldus. She was the first one to get the correct answer. Nice. Congratulations. Have makeup on. Yeah. Make sure they have makeup on. you got to look good go to the gym susan is that something you feel is a requirement or well i i mean i think that's kind of an exaggeration i think maybe you know a little bit of lipstick and just so you don't look like a zombie like just walking into the gym yeah especially if you're single i mean it's a good pickup place so you don't want to look horrible <laughs> you know get so it? congratulations to val she's getting the <laughs> gift card for DQ, courtesy of Firehouse Stores, serving Livingston County for over 25 years with unparalleled service and products. If you or somebody you know has garage door issues, call our friends at Firehouse Stores. All right, is, are we next? Yes.
We are next. We are next with <laughs> oh, what's to come right. toward the end of the month. Yeah, we want to thank everyone that uh, showed up uh, last Sunday at Tappins uh, in uh, Genoa Township. Of course, uh, had the back-to-school bash for the Walked End Alzheimer's. And we are still looking for folks to join Team Got It Going On. So go to MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. And, of course, you'll find the link there to sign up. And uh, for those that uh, make a financial contribution and join Team Got It Going On, you could win this uh, snazzy. I'm using snazzy again. It is snazzy. I think it's snazzy. It's nice. I guess not all of us think snazzy. it's very snazzy. What is this, 1935? <laughs> hey, that's a pretty snazzy <laughs> shirt you Maybe you get one that says 23 skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys laughing about? No. John yeah. describing our yeah. team got it going on shirts as snazzy. Well, snazzy spiffy. Spiffy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Something you might hear on Leave It to Beaver. Spiffy and, s- <laughs> and s- s- snazzy. My grandmother. My grandmother used to say I look spiffy. Ah, spiffy. Okay. Oh, wow. He's all spiffed up for that date. <laughs> well, Father Dad, Father Dad's Plymouth. <laughs> or DeSoto. Or the DeSoto. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> So let's go with Rich Pearlberg. Good car. Yeah, well, you know. Why my oldest Sal ran great. Wasn't that the line from Archie Bunker? (laughs) I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, so uh, we're we're talking uh, Mike Rogers today, Mr. Rogers. Is that what we're doing? Goes, I'm getting yeah. so mixed up. I well, was just writing my column for you guys. Yeah. I was thinking about Michigan football, so we got to talk about the other context. I mean, there is yeah, that's true. There is a, a lot to talk about, but uh, yeah, there was a story earlier this week. Associated Press, uh, you know, ran a story uh, quoting three people close to Rogers, and they didn't identify him. Uh, who said he's going to make the announcement? Uh, they said in the next few days. Now it's been Any a few day days. Now, yeah. yeah, just still waiting. Now, now you guys being newsies, um, you know, you, <laughs> you've called it stri- newsies. <laughs> newsies, spiffy news guys, yeah. snazzy and spiffy right. in the news department. <laughs> you uh, got your knickers and your little short brimmed hat on. Your scoop. Extra, extra. I got my cigar in my mouth and my adora. <laughs> and your typewriter right next right. to you. Right. So typewriter. When, that's right. When Real these stories come out that. People close to the person oh, say they're, they're going to, you know, is that? They're planted. I mean, obviously they're planted because if it had been a real source or an anonymous source, they would have contacted the, the Rogers campaign. There's no there's no indication in the story that anybody called up Mike Rogers and said, are you running? <laughs> it was planted by the Mike Rogers camp, okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really a dorky way. Well, now hold on. Now hold on. I'm going to go look at his Twitter page. I'm just going to refresh He's here. He's on Twitter? Nope, still not an announcement no, there. Not so, yet. So, <laughs> so we're still waiting. So uh, here, Here's the real question uh, about, uh, you know, whether someone like Mike Rogers gets in. And now there's, we saw that uh, Peter Meyer, the former congressman from Grand Rapids, of course, That's connected right. to the Meyer That's family, right. says he may jump in. Um, my question to you is this. I mean, for someone like Mike Rogers, I don't think Mike Rogers or Peter Meyer will have any problem getting money that's not going to be the issue they certainly have <laughs> they will not be on the corner with their hat exactly. out oh, no. <laughs> when you shop at Meyer, the eggs are going to be a lot more expensive <laughs> one stop shopping okay. uh, so money's not going to be an issue uh, and, and name recognition to a variable degree not going to be an issue I mean Mike Rogers doesn't live in Michigan anymore he'd have to move back and he hasn't necessarily been in the national spotlight but nonetheless he has some name recognition Peter Meyer enough said my question to you is I and I think we brought this up previously we talked about this I am not convinced that 
a Mike Rogers or a Peter Meyer can get through the primary process. I know, I know. I see that going out there, and there's logic to that statement because the message you have to uh, send in the primary is totally different than the message in the uh, in November. And I think Mike can transcend that because, for one, you're assuming that there. I, I was. I assume you're assuming that there's a a singular mega back candidate who will run. Uh, in the Republican primary, but my guess is there'll be several, just like the the governor's race. There were several, and they split it up. Second, Mike, it's really hard to describe Mike as a, a liberal. I mean, he may, he's criticized Trump, but well, no, it'd be wrong to call him a liberal. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and you look at stuff that's going. Peter Meyer, if you looked at his the story about him forming an exploratory committee. Meyer tried to show a backbone, but has really disappointed in his his announcement, or not so much announcement. He said, "He said, hey, uh, somebody's got to stop this weaponizing of the government." <laughs> that's that's a mega phrase, well, and and he's a guy who voted for the impeachment, so he's against. I mean, talk about weaponizing the government. He tried to impeach the president. Right. Well, and I think that alone... They they twist themselves in the corkscrew sometimes. I I think that alone... I I don't think Peter Meyer... I mean, he lost his congressional seat because he voted to impeach Exactly. Exactly. Um, And we should point out, he lost in the primary that year to John Gibbs in 2022. Who's a household name of uh, reasonableness. Right. And then what happened? (laughs) A Democrat, Hillary Shulton, came in and took that seat for the very first time. But uh, it was it was a re, refigured seat, so it wasn't a total upset. But Meyer would have had a much better chance, right. exactly. Uh, yeah. Right. So, nonetheless, well, I mean, what do you what do you think yeah. the chances of of a Mike Rogers victory in this? If, let's just say it goes in the down. primary. I think he wins the primary. I think if he runs uh, the November race, I mean, we're a long ways away from that. We're well right. over a year away. Uh, and if Trump is on the ballot, that changes the dynamics completely. I think, but but. Uh, Mike's got as good a chance as anybody, and so does Alyssa. It'd be, it would, to me, it would be the perhaps the number one Senate race in the country. So, uh, and, and I agree that, uh, I mean, yes, it would be, in terms of money, it will just, between, if it was those two, if it was Rogers and Slacken, I mean, money will just pour in from all corners. You could solve the uh, national debt for 100 countries with what will be spent on just, that race. Yeah, just, but we won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, very true. Uh, so, my, my question is, uh, you know, uh, Mike Rogers, I mean, look, I, you know, what is your question? I, I, I covered it for the entirety <laughs> of his congressional career uh, representing uh, the 8th District, which is, you know, all of Livingston County and, and most of what is now the 7th District. Uh, and, yeah, very adept politician. But, as it's been pointed out, uh, he was a very adept politician in a very Republican-friendly district. Uh, it's a whole different ball game to run on a statewide ticket uh, especially when he is going, and you know that the Democrats are going to do this, they're going to hammer him on issues like abortion, uh, and, and he's going, and Trump. And so I'm just saying, even if he gets through the primary, I think the general is, it's, it's like a different, it's a bit of a different I think ball Mike, field. Having, having interviewed him before, you know, I think, I think Mike Rogers knows how to answer those questions in a very 
you competition like way. Well, so I, I did too. He, he's he's well, smooth that way. You can never get yes. the real answer out of him. And, and many politicians are like that. It's like you ask them one question and then they just I, jump into whatever they want. You I understand hear. that, but I, I, you know, just earlier this month, earlier this year, I think in March, he was on Off the Record, uh, uh, WKAR in Lansing, and they asked him that very question. Tim Skubik asked him that very question about abortion and Prop Three, and he really, if you watch his answer on that, he kind of hemmed and hawed his way through it. He didn't really want to say. He said, "I'm pro-life," but then they kept saying but what about prop three this proposition that passed very overwhelmingly in michigan uh and and finally at the end he said well i probably would have voted against it but i couldn't because i didn't i was living in florida but you gotta you gotta wonder about what voters is that going to influence i mean what what person who was going to vote for slotkin uh, would change their mind because of Rogers' opinion on abortion. You know, you, you've got to look at that. It's a question of getting the getting the base out. And that's why I think the Trump the Trump candidacy is a bigger issue because if Trump is on the ballot, then then you're going to get a turnout. You're going to get a great Republican turnout, and and Mike will have to walk a thin line between supporting his party's candidate for president and the fact that he's sharply criticized you right. in the past. Right. I think that'll be a bigger, bigger well, you No, know, I, I have no doubt that you're right on he that. He could always uh, just say, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just, it was AI. Uh, it's hard, it's hard to do that anymore. <laughs> but, but I hopefully, and I, this may be, me, may be me looking for unicorns, but I'm hopeful that a Slotkin Rogers race, and hold on to your hats on this one, could be a race settled on the issues. What? <laughs> what? Issues? I know. I know. They're both, uh, look, they're both, they're both campaigners. Moderates. I mean, they're both moderates well, within their parties. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. You know, they're yeah. both to, more to the center than they are to the extreme. Let's. I'll, how about that? Uh, so, no, 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 you're, you're right. They're reasonable people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they're knowledgeable people, and they can talk very knowledgeably on issues that they disagree on. Even while looking, I mean, they both agree in a in a strong foreign policy. They just have some differences on how to get there. Right. Those are the types of things we should be paying attention to. But and I'm hopeful they will be. I can't see them getting into a mudslinging contest. No, oh, I don't know. That's politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I know. I told you I'm a little bit. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. There's my unicorn out there. I'm ride home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't solved anything as usual. <laughs> yes. All right. Mission accomplished. Why start now? Well, we've got over a year to talk about this. It'll be really disappointing if Rogers doesn't run. I'm looking forward to the race. But. Right. You know, you talk about if Trump's on the ticket. I mean, and there's the possibility he may not be on the ticket. Uh, um, he'll be on it. You know, but... Uh, he'll be on it. For, even if, if he's in a jail cell, he'll still be on the well, ticket. Well, I, I guess I was saying, even if his candidate. name isn't on the ballot, I think he'll still it'll still be... He will still be the central yeah, question. Yeah, he was. A, yeah. yeah, who was the biggest name on the, the last Republican debate? The <laughs> right. guy who wasn't in the room. So here, let me put my nerd hat on for just a minute. Oh, I thought you already had it on. <laughs> <laughs> let me pull it down. <laughs> pull the ear flaps down. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is joining us. <laughs> what a what a vision, huh? Try, try to get that one out of your mind. Um, <laughs> Do you find it all as interesting as I do that 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 the number of representatives that Livingston County has in Congress is is to what a what a play they have in national politics? You got you got Rogers, you got Slavka, Debbie Stabenoff, Bob Carlin for the U.S. Senate, Dick Chrysler was governor or a governor candidate. He wasn't governor. Uh, even a guy named Jim Dunn 
uh, ran for the U.S. Senate. I don't know of any other district that has as much national political or big-time political appeal that, that this Livingston County district has. Well, the districts that have included Livingston County through the years, because it's right, changed with right. redistricting. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, but largely, it's mid, it's mid. Who has the nerd hat on now? It's mid central <laughs> Michigan, uh, which is, if you know, is purplish uh, in that sense. Uh, so it can go either way. So I guess through the years, what you've seen are people who have been able to uh, sort of ride that divide uh, and use it. Yeah. I guess as, as hopefully as a, an attempted launching pad to, to higher office. I mean, Stabena is the current U.S. senator, and she's going to be replaced by. Perhaps either Slotkin or uh, Rogers, who were former congressmen, just like Stabenow, uh from Livingston. They weren't from Livingston County, but they right. represented Livingston right, County. Right, right. I just think it's unusual. I can't think of another. We need to find more local jobs then for people. Have them get into other <laughs> careers. <laughs> <laughs> we have some sort of weird job training program going on here. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, uh, Mike, Mike, Mike and Alyssa, I think, is, is, is a, a race to look forward to. The only downside will be the tremendous amount of money that's going to be spent on it. That's that's a bad thing. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be able to raise your funds. Mm-hmm. It'll be the next reality series. Unless you get into the merchandise game. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> later on, I may be, you may you may get me as a sponsor for political bumper stickers. Uh, stickers and signs. If you have like a, and... like a two sided tent, you know, yes. one side it's Slock and the other side it's Roger. Sure. Oh, round back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you want to round back? Yeah. Well, who's on the right, who's on the left? That's all you got to do to figure out the side right. to, to buy your gear from. All right, Rich, we'll do it again next time. Thanks for joining us today. The last you all know with Rich Bye. Berger. Bye. Right. Uh, so Orchard's Children's Services has a uh, little Aiden is our, our newest child we're hoping to find a, a, a future home for. That's right. Aiden, 11 years old, described as outgoing, likes to joke around, loves to read, especially books like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Animorphs books, and Goosebumps. He loves monster trucks. He loves to spend uh, time making uh, ramps and doing cool tricks with his monster truck toys. He hopes to one day go to a skate park and uh, take his monster trucks there to do all kinds of tricks. He loves to swim, and uh, he's pretty good at rock climbing as well. So Aiden, 11 years Years old uh, this week's Orchard's Children's Services uh, Child of the Week, and of course, if you want to learn more about Aiden, you can go online orchards.org or any of the kids that they're trying to find a forever home for. So, if you uh, just have questions or you think maybe you've got uh, room in your home or your heart uh, for somebody like Aiden, again, orchards.org uh, for more information. And you know, as uh, I know, we're going to have a great weekend. We already had a little taste of, of fall and some of those storms and such. And if if your vehicle is not quite ready for the upcoming season. Now's the time to schedule that appointment with our friends at Murphy's Family Auto. They can take care of you, whether it's an electrical issue, a mechanical issue, you want to get things ready for the upcoming winter. You can see them today. Tell them Mike and John sent you, and you'll get a 5% discount. How about that? Give them a call today. 517-552-3040. That's Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. Oh, it knows. It knows more than you really... You know, if your car can talk, do you know... How many secrets yeah. would be revealed? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know how sorry. you blame that stain on the, on oh, the carpet on oh, the no, kids? I'd have to, I'd, I'm sorry. I'd have to kill my car. <laughs> I'm sorry. All those, <laughs> those candy wrappers are stuck uh, in the seat. You blame it on somebody else? As yeah. I drive it into a pond. Shh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Hey, soon to come, we're going to have uh, Susan's Entertainment Moment. We're going to talk about an upcoming movie, aren't we? 
Uh, yeah, and I'm going to find out if either of you are Swifties. Yeah, well... Why are you spiffy and, and snazzy? <laughs> but Swifty? Let's take, I don't know. I think we should take that moment now. We should take, yeah, we should we should take, take that, that moment now. now. We're doing that now. Yeah. Of course, our entertainment break brought to you by oh. Dio. Looking for a unique night out? Look no further than the Dio Dining and Entertainment, Livingston County's multi-award winning dinner theater. Whether it's date night or the celebration of a special event, the Dio offers an unforgettable night of food and live Broadway-style entertainment that is sure to earn you a standing ovation. Visit dialtheater.com for tickets and show information. All right, so... Uh, Taylor Swift's got a movie coming out. Spill it. And it's not where she plays an actress, right? No, it is actually her era's concert tour that is on right now. Um, I have learned way too much about Taylor Swift in the last 24 hours from my daughter. (laughs) My daughter is a Swifty. Are you a Swifty? Uh, I have to tell you this. I I, I don't own any no, Taylor Swift. He, he's CDs. a man. Uh, what, what are you? A bear? Uh, man, 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 uh, man, uh, 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 <laughs> What do they call those? The Barry Manilow fans? I like. I'm not I, sure. I love Barry Manilow too. Was, that was a great show. Yeah. But I, you know, it's funny you mentioned Barry Manilow because on the way home we were talking because we went with some friends and on the way home we we're like, you know, what other concerts would you like to see? And I thought, you know what? Honest to God. I would not mind seeing a Taylor Swift concert. They look to be very entertaining. Yeah, so Taylor Swift, I liked her when she first began in the country genre. Um, She was very young, 15 years old, um, 16 when her first album came out. But what I... I'm so respectful of is she writes every single song, whether it's in the hip hop, the country, you know, whatever. Um, So that is what I find so, so very, very talented. She's, she truly is amazing. I think she's probably surpassed Debbie Gibson in that youngest to have written, sung, performed, and gotten gotten on, on the charts with uh, top 10 hits. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the Eras tour is, um, she's singing all of her albums in, in different eras. So that's kind of cool too that um, she's done that. So that is coming to film um, at the theaters in October. Yeah, I would read a little bit about this and I heard that, yeah, the, the film is uh, a little over two and a half hours, but the usual concerts are like, like three, three, yeah. three and a half so hours. So it is sometimes. a little condensed version of but, it. But, but for um, those who didn't want to fork out the millions of dollars to get tickets to see Taylor Swift or couldn't get tickets, this would be a way to check out the show. Absolutely. And, or to relive it. And like for people like me, you know, I'm not, my daughter is definitely a Swifty. She's been telling me all this stuff about the signals that she gives her fans and the hundred. 21 days till each album is released and all this it's it's amazing if you're you need to check it out so if you're a swifty and and she's doing something on the stage you're picking up on it but there's not there's signs or she'll send out a little um video you know and she'll point her head to like numbers on a clock to when her next thing's coming out right now (laughs) did you see the thing uh, one of the security guards at one of her dates uh, I forgot where it was in the U.S., but uh, he was standing in front of the stage and he was like singing to the songs and somebody did some TikToks on it and it went viral. But then it turned out that he totally planned it that way, had people take these videos of him so he could monetize uh, the TikTok. They ended up losing his job. Really? Yeah, but he yeah. made money, didn't yeah. he? He's probably getting paid a lot <laughs> so, more for that than he did do the security guard. It's entirely possible, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of some crazy stuff. Uh uh, and the movie, I guess, uh, October 13th Yes, is what they're saying. And um, I think AMC is the one that's starting it, um, but they are going to share it with other 
other theaters. So, well, that's um, nice. yeah, sure. <laughs> my daughter always already has her tickets. They went on sale at 8 oh a.m. yesterday, and she got her. That's why the internet was so slow yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that is why. Now, is she camped out in front of the theater now? You know, <laughs> in her tent. Does Taylor? I, she's got to have a clothing line, right? I, you know, if not, I, I would be so. You know, be, I'm I, not sure. I don't. Maybe she doesn't have time for that. She's yeah. Still, but I would think she would have. I, and she's like, fragrance. I know, like Carrie Underwood ah, and yeah. Miranda Lambert do. Um, I'm not sure. I have one of her <laughs> t-shirts on now. John's looking up Taylor Swift panties right now. We should probably welcome JD into the studio. Uh, there is the Taylor Swift official store. Ah, yeah. Right. So you can get Swift. It, but it's all, it's all it's like, all like it's concert, concert merch. merch. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Okay, so it's not exactly like fashion design. Yeah. Oh, that's a fashion what, what would Taylor wear? Well, it's exactly what JD's wearing for JD's Toshback Trivia. Oh, yeah. JD with us. So it's called the Eras Tour because of all the different eras, but some people actually call it, this is what I found interesting, the Errors Tour because she has like um, a list of things that have happened like at each performance. One, a bug flew in her mouth. And another, like the microphone didn't work. So there, some people are calling it the errors tour. I think oh, that happens at every tour. She's laughing all the way to yeah. the bank. Thought that was kind uh, of funny. I mean, I saw something that uh, every venue that she's played, she is like a mini uh, economic boost to that area's economy. Oh, I would like imagine pumping in literally like ten million dollars to each. It's almost like the Mike know. and John podcast. Oh yeah, it's the same oh, absolutely. It's like, it's like an economic yeah. boom. Cougars playing at the American Legion. I mean, it's the same kind of yeah. thing. A few less zeros, but you know. <laughs> Nonetheless, you know, we welcome Jeff. And you guys just went off on your Swifty Swiftville. Hi, Hi Jeff, Jeff. Welcome. Hello. Yes. Did you turn Jeff's microphone off? Uh, did you? I didn't. No. All right. There you go. Oh. All right. So now, now, now Jeff can join. Now we're on. Yeah. Well. Good morning. What's our topic today? Um, this will be a little, maybe a little more more challenging because uh, we're not talking about movies. Oh. It is. It's fall. It's the start of college football. Okay. I know it's not a toss back, but we're going to talk about college football. That's okay. All right. Yeah. Michigan, Ohio State. No, that's not okay. <laughs> Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas, and Oklahoma are the win total leaders in college football. Michigan has... The most of all. How many wins does Michigan actually have? Like over the course of the, the their history. entire existence yeah. right. of uh, long town to get football. These wins. So are they at 989, 953, 938, 936? Wins in college football. Put that phone down. I was looking on the Taylor Swift store. <laughs> <laughs> 938. 989. Was there a 959 in there? Nope. Oh. 953? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'll take that one. 989. Oh, right. oh look at that. you. Yeah, they were tied. In, they they bypassed their past Notre Dame in the 80s, and then luckily Notre Dame got bad for a yeah. while. So, good. So, they have a chance to really go to over 1,000 here. This season. This season. But do you count the three games without their head coach? Yes. Yes. We still count them. All right. All right. So Michigan State plays Central Michigan, and we make this out like Central Michigan wins with frequency. They have played eleven times. How many times has Central Michigan actually beaten Michigan State in football? Is it two, three, four, or five times? Oh my God. Two. 
Three. I'll say four. Three times. Oh, okay. Cougar. All right. All right. All right. Look at Cougar. <laughs> Fire up Cougar. Fire, <laughs> Fire, Fire up Chess. <laughs> All right. Western Michigan is one of the last non-Power 5 football conferences to teams to be selected to a New Year's Eve or New Year's Day bowl game. Right. They played uh, Wisconsin January of, 19, of uh, 2017. What bowl game did they play in? Was it the Sugar, the Cotton, Fiesta, or Orange Bowl? Literally five years ago. Rowing they the were, boat. They were rowing the boat. Yeah. 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 And then the boat rowed all the way to Minnesota. Yes, he did. <laughs> all by himself. Mm. Well, so you, you guys, guys Fiesta, Sugar. Fiesta, Sugar. Sugar, Cotton, cotton. Fiesta, or Orange. I'm going to say cotton. I think it's the Fiesta Bowl. I think it was the Cotton Bowl. It is the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. There in Texas. The bowl, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Eastern Michigan had a phenomenal season last year, culminating in an Idaho Potato Bowl bowl win. Yeah. Here would be a replica Idaho Potato Bowl oh, championship nice. ring. Oh, look at that. Should we uh, zoom in on this sucker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Three head coaches lost their jobs last year after having lost to Eastern Michigan, including Herm Edwards at Arizona State. How many years between bowl games was it for Eastern Michigan to win a game? Was it a five-year gap, a 15-year gap, a 25-year gap, or a 35-year gap between bowl victories? Well, I'm going to say 25. 15. 35. 35. Oh. I don't don't recall hearing too many references to EMU winning a bowl game, let alone getting to a bowl game. Their their last victory had been in 1987 in the California Raisin Bowl. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Against the exact same team they beat in the Idaho Potato Bowl. (laughs) The Raisin Uh, Potato. mm. Those are their bowl victories. I was at Eastern in 87. I kind of remember that. You kind of remember that. Well, dude, I kind of remember that. Yeah. It was, it was, I, I could remember going to watch it. That was a big deal. Yep. All right, so Perfect. it was 2 2 and 1. So these two are tied, right? They are. Yeah. Look at you with the math. Yeah. That's impressive for you. So, since 1973, this is being, we're starting year 51 now. The, the Division II National Championship has been won by a team from the state of Michigan how many times in the last 50 years? Hmm. Obviously, the range would be from 0 to 50. Right. But you know of some of them. So how many? Division two. Division two. I'll say seven. <laughs> I don't know this. I'm just saying the odds are. But you, you, you do you. Oh my gosh! I don't even know. I don't even know. Go for exact number then. Uh, nine. I'm like the only number not to pick would be nine. 
What is uh, it? It's eight. <laughs> oh my god! I told you. It's Central Northern Grand Valley, yeah. of course, and now the last two have been Ferris State. Grand Valley, of course. Grand Valley, of course. Grand Valley, of course. Yeah, keep going. We're still, still in a tie. That's okay. You're still in a tie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. The girl is still in the yeah. running. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Yeah. I can right. make, so, I can make something up, question. but I That's only okay. brought this week's questions with me. That's okay. Cindy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Reference the last week. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> All right, we can end the tie. It's okay. Yeah. It's yeah, pre season. Okay. It's okay. all right. We'll, okay. be, we'll be good with the tie. Yeah, yeah, and John, that ring looks very it does, nice. On doesn't you. it, though? I think it's. John's going to be bouncing yeah. during the next uh, appearance by Susan. Yeah, yeah. I like that. He's a bouncer. I, guess I'll give it back. I was expecting, <laughs> as a season ticket holder, I was expecting a Packer ring. Like oh, these, wow. as okay. a as a shareholder of the Packers, this is a Super Bowl forty five ring. Oh. This is a season ticket holder ring. Oh yeah, yeah. JD with the bling. Hold on now, if we're gonna oh, show boy. off keychain stuff. Oh, oh no, I this is a, a starter's cap. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, huh? <laughs> and live from Nerdville. <laughs> All right then. Check that. <laughs> well, done. All right, JD, have a great holiday. Holiday yes, weekend yes. as Me well. Too. We'll do it again next time. Say but hi to my daughter out there. I have the a, the ASU. Grab it. All right, Perfect. thanks. Excellent. All right, thank That's you. It's time for a quick look at uh, this week in history. In 1842, blacksmith Micah Rugg was granted the first patent <laughs> for nuts and bolts. Oh. Thank you, Micah Rugg. Night, we couldn't keep anything held thank together you. if it weren't yeah. for you. That's nuts right. And bolts. Yeah. I mean, you could do one. They'd be like, yeah, just put this I through there. Hope it stays in. Hey, this kind of jiggles around in here. We need something to tie this thing down. 1886, chop suey was invented in New York City. You New York say, City? You oh, wrong By thing. a visiting Chinese ambassador. Yeah. Lee Hung Chang's uh-huh. chef was the person responsible for chop suey. Hmm. So on this week, uh, during this week in 1995, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum opened in Cleveland. To, a lot of people question to that. Total acceptance. City argued to be uh, was argued was to be the uh, birthplace of rock, beginning in the rooms of radio uh, radio station WMMS, where Alan Freed coined the phrase "rock and roll" in the 1950s, and he took a few bucks for that. And uh, went to jail. Yep. Um, he went to jail <laughs> for getting paid to play yeah. rock and roll records right. by the record promoters. That's why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. Have you been there for yes. the Rock and Roll? I actually have. Yeah. I have too. It's I, I highly recommend it. I think Pretty, so. Yeah. No, for sure. I think it's. I've been to a Hard Rock Cafe, which is yeah. darn near the same thing. <laughs> those <laughs> so. are good too. I like those. Yes. They have better food there. Yes. <laughs> it was on the, on this week in 1996. An expedition to raise part of the Titanic failed because they used nylon lines <laughs> to raise a part of the hull, yeah. and they snapped. Yeah. Gonna raise the Titanic with nylon. Some nylon line. See, and I know right now you're vi- envisioning fishing line, but it probably was a little thicker than that. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm like thinking pantyhose. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're raising the Titanic with uh, pantyhose. Yeah. Rose, are you down there? <laughs> I'm thinking of the uh, excellent, totally classic movie, Airport 77. Oh, totally. Where right. they tried to lift the uh, sunken Boeing 747 using balloons. <laughs> 
didn't quite make it. <laughs> and finally, this week in 1998, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the first of the Harry Potter series, yeah, do was released, I, I think. Yeah. Make any bucks? or They yeah. should probably make a movie or two. Yeah, maybe they should. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an okay. idea. But can you believe it was 1998? I think I just saw uh, the other day, like Rupert Grant, who played um, Ron Weasley. Yeah. He's 35 years old. So, and they're cute little kids. Not so much anymore. Yeah, yeah. They should have a reunion at Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. That would be the next, the Harry Potter reunion. What are you doing now with all that magic? <laughs> 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 Why is your one thing? <laughs> That's that magic working out for you. <laughs> Upus Erectus. <laughs> what was that game we used to play in school? <laughs> you still playing Quidditch? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, okay. All right. That's your, your two-cent history lesson uh, for this week. What a lesson in it was. History. Yes. All right. I think it's time to close things out. It is. We got to shut our, the door? Yeah. Time to uh, <laughs> shut the front door. Yeah. <laughs> shut the front door. Front door. Yeah. All right. Are we going to get the last word from Bonnie this so. week? Yeah. Now, those of you that were with us last week and we tried to get a hold of Bonnie and she didn't answer. Right. She did call me later and apologized and said she was distracted. It wasn't by babysitting the kids or the dog or anything like that. It was it was by a family member. Right. She was distracted. We'll see. Mm. Yeah. Now, who's distracted by a family member? That, that, uh, Mike was uh, saying that uh, you had called and uh, last week after we had called. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. You, you just didn't oh, have sorry. to think up another last word yeah. for the last word with Bonnie Runyon. Hey, I did like your word that you guys come up with, whisper. Yeah. <laughs> this Today's world is awesome. The word today is give. give. Oh, oh, I thought it was awesome. I thought awesome. it literally was awesome. No, the, the world is awesome. Oh, so I see. So give okay. is the word. Give. No, give love, give directions, give help. When they got it coming, give it to them. <laughs> and, and the most important one. Give peace a never, chance. Never give up. Okay. I like that. All right. All right. Words to live by with Bonnie Runyon, our our last word of the show. We appreciate it, Bonnie. Yes. I appreciate you all. Yeah. All right. Have a great week, Bonnie. You too. Bye. 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 All right, so Bonnie running, of course, with the final word. And that's it for us. Uh, We'll be back next week, and I believe we'll be doing a little uh, improv. We will? Yeah. We will? I thought we did that every week. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. This is thoroughly scripted. It's kind of like when I get the map of how things go. As you can tell. That's not where we're going. (laughs) Rehearsed this is. Uh, Yes, I believe uh, we'll be joined by Christian Labar from uh, the CTH Improv Group. So um, We're looking forward to that. Yeah, somebody has to be funny around here. That's right. All right. (laughs) So that's it for us. We'll talk to you next week. You've been giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time and giggle on.